Welcome to the Soul Talks podcast, where we equip pastors, leaders, and other men and women in ministry to thrive with Jesus in their life and leadership. Now let's join Bill and Christy Galtier, doctors in psychology, spiritual directors, and founders of Soul Shepherding. Hi, friends. If you're listening to this podcast when it first airs, a Merry Christmas to you. You've just celebrated Christmas and hopefully are still celebrating This season of Advent is one that is really special, and we want it to be more than just one day. We want it to be for our whole life, like every day. You know, there's really three comings of Jesus. There's the, we normally think of Advent as we're celebrating the birth of Jesus and his first coming, the incarnation of God. Uh, What a wonder, Emmanuel, God with us. But then there's the, the second coming of Jesus, when he returns to earth again. And then there are the the comings or the appreciations of Jesus' presence that are continually opportunities all around us as we uh, have times that Jesus comes to us. Mm, So good. And we we need those. We're desperate for those. Many of us maybe resonate with some of the longing that the the Jewish nation, Israel, was feeling at the time longing for the Messiah, and many of us are longing again for the return of the Messiah, and yet hopefully all of us are longing each day for those comings, those personal encounters. But when it comes to the return of Jesus, some of us are scared and and troubled because we think about the tribulation, we think about suffering, we think about um, the world going to hell in a handbasket, and uh, we get confused. There's so many things we don't understand. And yet the early church, one of the prayers that they prayed was Maranatha, Lord, come quickly. And the apostles and early disciples, the early community of Christians, they, they live with a sense of the imminence of Jesus' return. And that's really the way for all of us to live. Because whether it's the return of Jesus or our own death that precipitates a, a, a coming of Jesus as we enter into heaven, uh, we, are, we don't know our days, our days when, when they end on this earth and when we transition into heaven. And so it is best to always live with uh, a sense of savoring each day as an opportunity to love God and the people around us and uh, waiting for the return of Jesus. Well, you know, I grew up with this, Bill. We would pray Maranatha a lot. We had stickers that said Maranatha. There was a lot of emphasis on this in my childhood. Some of the, there were some of the top teachers, Bible study teachers of the day were teaching on, on end times and revelation. And then the, the, I wish we'd all been ready film series was out. And so there was a lot of talk about the last days and Jesus coming. And I remember it scared me even as a child. I, it felt very, overwhelming and I felt very afraid of what that was going to be like and I know that many people are afraid when they think about kind of the end times of Jesus' second coming because they have gotten teaching that has has scared them especially around the tribulation or suffering and I think just because sometimes it feels so out of control and when things feel out of control to us we feel afraid or when we see when we think about suffering or we see others suffer others of God's children suffer it's threatening to us. And so we got a question on Instagram from one of our followers on Instagram. She emailed and she said, would you please do a podcast about the end times? I'm really struggling with a lot of fear about the end times. 
What thoughts do you have about how I can manage my emotions during such a traumatic era of our lifetime and yet keep a perspective on heavenly things? So, Hannah, thank you for your question. That's why we are recording this podcast. We always love to hear from you in our Soul Talks community. So if you have things that you'd like to hear us address on our Soul Talks podcast, do give us an email. Go to soulshepherding.org, click contact us, and send us what it is you'd like us to address on this podcast because you're you're important to us. You're with us here at these microphones. Well, I, th- I think that we get a really a mistaken perspective on the second coming of Jesus because of maybe um, being misled through some of the movies and the the way it's talked about in the media. And so the the fearful scenarios of the tribulation tend to dominate the landscape. And I think we missed the really the point of it and the heart of it, and we certainly missed the hope and joy of it. And and maybe the other thing that happens is that it exposes really just um, feelings, uh, attitudes that we have around uh, suffering and around death and around unknowns in the future. And like you mentioned, Christy, the desires that we have to sort of like be in control of our life. And I think we we can sort of live with the, the mentality like, well, I I, I want my uh, f- full uh, life on earth, healthy into my 80s, and, and then I'll think about heaven. And we really miss the point that our whole eternal life is just, it's one un, unbroken life. It's one continuous life. And so the, the life of our souls that we're living now, it just continues right on into eternity. And so we, but we want to hold on to what we know. And what we know is life in this body, life on this earth. And we, we want it to be good. Uh, but there are so many problems. We have the war between Israel and, and Palestine and uh, all, all the atrocities happening there and the confusion of the uh, the relations there and the, the suffering of the Israelis, the suffering of the Palestinians. And, and, and that's just one thing in our world right now that's extremely troubling. And, and so these things uh, sometimes remind us of the end times and we might miss that the wonderful story that Jesus said, well, before the end comes, the gospel is going to be preached in every nation uh, to, to every tongue, to every, every people group is the, the literal meaning there. And that's happening and we're, we're closing the gap. And so, uh, that is a way of looking at, well, we, we probably are nearing the return of Jesus because that very important sign is, is coming into a close where, uh, there, there aren't that many uh, people groups left that have not yet had the gospel presented to them. And so that's a glorious thing. That's a wonderful thing that Jesus is being known. Uh, the gospel is being shared around the world. And there is so much life to be lived, so much uh, work to be done uh, from the perspective of heaven. But we tend to look at heaven like we're going to be in uh, choir robes and singing songs and that's like all it is and we don't think that well no we're going to have work to do we're, we're going to be ruling and reigning with jesus and there's actually going to be a new heaven and a new earth and heaven's going to come down to earth and and we know from the near-death experiences that have been recorded uh, throughout history for instance in the book imagine heaven uh, there is this uh, incredible sense of life continuing and when people 
die, they don't even know that they've died because they're still alive. They're still living, and uh, they're they're uh, in a, a, a flourishing personality and soul. And at some point, they they look down in their body and realize, oh, I'm dead. And so this life that God has given us, this life uh, in the flesh that is animated by the Spirit, it continues on, and we're given a. We who trust in Jesus are given a glorious new resurrection body like uh, the Lord himself. And, and so there is so much to be thankful for in that. Uh, and yet we, we can lose sight of that hope. We can lose sight of those blessings. We can lose sight of the continuity between the life we have on earth and the life we will have in heaven. Yeah, I think that is so important that we realize that we are all we all will die, whether the the when, the how, that we don't have control of, but that that death is temporary. It's a transition. It's not final for us in Christ. And that to fix our eyes on that hope of that life eternal, that this life isn't all we have. This life is all we know right now. And so I think it's so easy for us, Bill, to get so attached to what we know in this life. And of course, we all want we all want a good life. We all want security in this life. And that's where I think as we feel the traumas that we're exposed to in our lives today, it stirs up that insecurity. And sometimes when we think about, yeah, well, even even the disciples thought it was in times. They talked about it like it was in times. And it wasn't that some of us sometimes get cynical about anything, any reference to the end times, into this age. And we can we can kind of, it's easier sometimes to do the all or nothings, to get all focused on the end times and get almost to a point where we are um, getting too attached, trying to figure it out or or living only focused on preparations for that and, and letting that control all of our decisions today, or to just get kind of cynical about it and not really think about it and think, yeah, well, people have been expecting that for hundreds of years, thousands of years, and uh, I'm going to invest in now. I'm going to build my bigger barns now. I'm going to live my life now. And yet, I think that those all and nothings both really miss out on what what's what the opportunity is for us with trusting Jesus and living with a joyful expectancy, both in the now and in the not yet. Yeah, the joyful expectancy. And that's the point of the prayer of Maranatha. It's not like, God, get me out of this horrible earth this horrible world, get, get me away from here. I don't, I don't want to deal with this anymore. But sometimes that's how we approach uh, being raptured, the second mm-hmm. coming. And that's not the point at all. The, the, the point is really, it's, it's Paul and Philippians saying, you know, uh, I would much rather depart and be with Christ and rule and reign with him in heaven forever and be face to face with my Lord and, and be in the fullness of, of life and meaning and love and, and service to God. But I know it's more necessary for you that I remain in the body on this earth. And so uh, that's what I believe God will have for me. But see, Paul and, and the others are living with that joyful expectancy. They're living with that that sense of, my life is all about God and Jesus uh, serving the Lord. And that's, that's the great uh, love and joy and peace of life is being in God's presence. And so to be face-to-face with God, to be totally immersed in love, and to be able to share that love with others is an incredible thing. Yeah, I think another thing, though, that scares us is we, and I want to address this with Hannah's question, is she talked about 
the trauma of living in these times and how do we deal with the emotions around that and the fear that gets triggered in that. And so all of us have been, have experienced some level of trauma with the sufferings of people in Israel and the horrible things we're seeing there in uh, the Middle East and then the news reports that we get about um, things that other nations are doing that, that they're, they're scary or threats. And we hear about this and of course we're human, Bill, so we feel fear at times. We feel fear that, and we identify with people that are suffering. We identify with the people that are suffering that we read about or that we get um, intimate experiences of in our email inboxes from ministries and people that are actually helping those people but need more help in doing so. Yeah, I read the news reports. I just, I pray for the people of Gaza who have been displaced from their homes and uh, suffering and hungry and uh, children and people dying and uh, in Israel, the terrorist attacks and the, I mean, yeah, it, it creates fear for all of us. And we, when there are wars happening in the Middle East uh, and Israel being involved with that, uh, the security of Israel, we, we think about the end times and we, we get scared of living in a world like that. And, and that's real. That, that, that's, that's very real. And yet, we can lose sight of the fact that, well, we're not just in this physical world. We're, we're in the kingdom of God, or, or we can be. And the kingdom of God is not in trouble. And as Dallas said in one of his quotes that I love, this world is a perfectly safe place to be as long as I'm in the kingdom of God. And so uh, trusting that, living into that, uh, is our opportunity and learning to do that. And uh, instead of being uh, consumed with worry and obsessions about how I might suffer in the future, to instead look at the reality that I probably have some pain and suffering in my life today, and how can I make that part of my school of discipleship to Jesus and learn to find sufficiency and sweetness in God's presence, even in the injustices that I'm experiencing? Yeah, that's really an important part of the invitation. What we're talking about is we want to we remember our, our intimacy with Jesus, our life with Jesus, our discipleship to Jesus. That's what this life is all about. And that's what lasts into eternity. That's like Jesus says, this is eternal life that they may know me. We can know him now. And, and yet... It is natural, and we don't want anybody to feel shame for feeling some fear. When we see others suffer, to feel fear is natural. It's, of course, we're going to relate to them. Relating them is a part of empathy, and empathy is so important. And so it's important that we realize that 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 fear, that trauma, that it's not all just wasted, that actually we we can use it to cry out to God on their behalf to pray, to will good for them, to pray for what's good. We can use it to draw us closer to Jesus who said, in this world you will have sufferings and tribulations. But take heart, for I have overcome the world. Right, so we we take heart by drawing close to Jesus through prayer, through intimacy with him, through that joyful expectancy of hope, not losing sight of the hope, but also recognizing that in this time right now, we may not be able to protect that person fully or secure ourselves even from the suffering, 
but we can take heart. We can secure our heart in Jesus. We can grow in our intimacy with him. We can use it for our discipleship. We can participate in his love and prayers as to how we might do that. Prayer is one way. Giving to others who are serving those who are suffering is another way. Um, Maybe there's people that you're called in your area to love, to empathize with. But also I think part of it, Bill, is with we have those emotions, we need to not just repress them and only go into intellectualizations or focusing on right beliefs. We need to process those emotions too. We need to be heard. We need a safe space where we can we can talk about our fear, where we can bring our fear to somebody else who can uh, pray for us and listen to us and empathize with the trauma we've the the vicarious trauma we've experienced with that and can be with us in that and uh, can can love us, show us God's love and presence right there at that time too. It is a vicarious trauma, some of the ways that we talk about the end times and uh, vicarious trauma is when you experience trauma vicariously. It's not, you haven't actually been through uh, an abuse or a natural disaster or a war or something personally but someone that you know and love has, or you've been presented with stories or images uh, around that sort of an event. And in the information age, in the world of smartphones, where we have uh, immediate access to news and stories and video clips and images, uh, we, we live in a world of vicarious trauma. Uh, it's sometimes we, we talk about as death by a thousand paper cuts. And so, and we sort of callous ourselves to, to manage living in this world where we're constantly exposed to traumatic things that are, are frightening to us. And so, uh, yes, we, I think that when I feel afraid, whether it's a future suffering or it's of uh, feeling rejected by a family member or uh, a difficult conflict situation that needs to be resolved or challenges in my leadership and afraid of failing or different situations where I feel fear. There are, there are two things that help me. And, uh, the one is what you're emphasizing, Christy is it's empathy and it's being able to talk with somebody safe about my experience, my, my fear, my, my worries, my anxiety, uh, to pray about this, uh, and to, be heard, be validated, be understood, not be alone. And I think a lot of times when we are overwhelmed with fear uh, about something like the end times, it's because we we don't have um, the experiential reference point, uh, the experiential uh, assurance in our faith that when I am scared, uh, God meets me in that place to comfort me. Sometimes we get the idea that when the Bible says, do not fear, what I ought to do is just go into my head, like you said, Christy, and just believe the right things and do the right things because I, I shouldn't fear. Maybe it's even a sin to fear. But that's not the point at all. The point is, is that God comes near when we are afraid with empathy, with compassion, with comfort, and strengthens us and nourishes us through that relationship. And a primary way that God does this uh, is not only spiritually through prayer or through the scripture, but through people in the body of Christ who, who give us empathy. So that's the first thing that helps us with fear, that helps me with fear, is processing what I'm afraid of and receiving empathy. And if I don't have a history of, of experiencing that, being able to do that, then when a new 
uh, frightening situation comes into my space, I, I'm going to be overwhelmed with that because I don't, I don't have that that uh, confidence base, that that experiential reference point for trust. The second thing that helps me with fear is hope, and hope is the anticipation of good, uh, of of blessings from God, of God's care, and so to. Um, at the end time, what we need to focus on is is Jesus, the, the the person of Jesus coming in glory and bringing us into glory, and uh, the, the the suffering, whatever suffering is involved in the tribulation uh, that, that we might experience, or our children or grandchildren might experience, that is the minor note. the The major note is the the person of Jesus, the the grace of God, the the beauty and glory of God's kingdom being made manifest in our lives. That's so true and so important. And yet we need each other to help us to do that, to help us to fix our eyes on that hope mm-hmm. and to remember that. And we need scripture. And Paul does this for us. Scripture does this for us. Jesus does this for us. And we need each other. And we need a place to name our fear and to talk about it and process it. And we also probably need some boundaries to protect ourselves from being re-traumatized by things, by images, by news reports, by things that we really don't have control over. We need to moderate how much of that we allow ourselves to be exposed to and let it be only the amount that that we can use for good, for prayer and, and loving action. Yeah, God doesn't tell us to love the world. That's God's job. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. The Lord tells us to love our neighbor the person near us, the person in our circle of influence, the the person on our Facebook page. Uh, now I can move into reading the news and in a sense, somebody that I don't know becomes a neighbor in that moment and I pray for them and that's a, an important thing to do. But we have to limit our exposure to, to trauma and to pain and suffering. We have to steward our empathy is the way you've described it, Christy. That's been helpful to me. And so, uh, yeah, so we hope that this very podcast is helping you to uh, articulate, uh, reflect on, pray about your emotions, uh, any any fears, uh, confusion, or concerns that you might have about the second coming of Jesus, our Lord. And we hope that as you listen to this podcast, maybe you, you listen with your spouse or a friend, or afterward you you share with that person about what was talked about and, and what you're thinking, what you're feeling. That's why we call this Soul Talks because we're inviting you into a soul talk with uh, us and we're uh, encouraging you to have soul talks with people in your life because that is a powerful spiritual practice to further your own intimacy with God and growth and Christ-likeness and just your experience of empathy and love and joy and peace and power. And so we're so thankful for you, having you in this community. Uh, We count you as one of our friends. It's all the better if we get to meet you in person in one of our Soul Shepherding Institute retreat weeks. We hope that you will come. We would love to meet you and have you uh, in our community for five days and do do life with Jesus together and practice our our soul care rhythms and grow spiritually and be more effective in all of our leadership and our relationships. That's what the Soul Shepherding Institute is about. You can learn about that on soulshepherding.org. And if it would give you joy to donate to Soul Shepherding, we would so appreciate that. You might not realize that Soul Shepherding is a nonprofit ministry, and we are subsidized uh, by your donations. People like you that donate to support this ministry that, of course, includes this podcast and 
in all the ministries of Soul Shepherding. Uh, we uh, greatly appreciate your generosity, so thank you for considering that. Jesus, I do thank you and praise you. You are our hope, our help, that you are our life now and in the future. And Lord, thank you for Hannah. Thank you for her courage to reach out and to share her fear and to ask this question. And Lord, pray for all of our listeners, Lord, all of us in our places of temptation, our places of fear, our places where we um, don't understand, our places where we are seeking how to, to live in greater peace and joy and faith and hope in you, that you would help us each to find a safe place to be able to share, to receive encouragement, to encourage one another on in you, and to draw closer to you, receiving your strength for our day, each day, Lord. We thank you for your kingdom. We thank you for your sovereign and good rule over our lives and over the lives of others and over all the nations, Lord, even in all that we don't understand, uh, even as we were reflecting last night, Bill and I, on your, your coming and your birth, Jesus, and all the, all the many events that you sovereignly were working together in that, that no one person could have seen or been a hold of. Lord, certainly that is true now, but help us to trust you each with what we do see and what we don't see, knowing that you are good and you are working for good. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us on the Soul Talks podcast. To find out more about growing in your life and leadership, subscribe to the podcast and visit us at soulshepherding.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram 